Good Saturday afternoon, listeners to the Nonfiction Brand Podcast. This is DP, and guess what? I'm doing something a little bit different today because, one, I had a scheduling foul-up that was completely my fault with one of my guests that I was going to record for episode 153 of the Nonfiction Brand Podcast. But I kind of messed that up, so uh, I had been thinking about doing something else anyway because... Episode 153 means one very special thing, and that is that we're really coming up on the end of three years of consistent, every single Monday episodes of the Nonfiction Brand Podcast. If you asked me 153 episodes ago whether I would be able to stick to it this long, I know what my answer would have been. That answer would have been, uh, are you freaking kidding me? Well, even I can surprise myself occasionally, and uh, I certainly am by consistently doing this podcast every week, but it does occasionally have some problems witness today's scheduling snafu. But that's neither here nor there, because I actually had been thinking about doing this ever since I finished my book, Nonfiction Brand, Discover, Craft, and Communicate the Completely True, Completely You Brand You Already Are. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about the creation of an audiobook. Now, I think you already know that I self-published my first and second books completely by myself, you know, literally learning everything via the University of YouTube videos and going out there and creating a book from scratch, something I had never done before. Well, I started thinking about it after being cajoled by a couple of people, wink, wink, Alex Austin, wink, wink, Lisa Gallia, and they had asked me, are you ever going to do an audiobook? And it never had really crossed my mind, but it started crossing my mind more and more because if the audience says they're interested in it, you should probably listen. So that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm listening to the audience and I don't expect to have a, a land rush for purchasing copies of the audiobook, but I thought it would be one of those things that is a personal stretch goal that when you get to my age, you don't have that many stretch goals left in you. So you might as well take the ones that are right there staring you in the face and actually do them. So what am I doing today? Well, gentle listeners, just uh, pull up a chair, grab your favorite beverage, hopefully alcoholic, and prepare to be entertained by the dulcet tones of D.P. Knuton as I go ahead and read a section or two or three or up to around 25 minutes worth of my new book, Nonfiction Brand, Discover, Craft, and Communicate, the completely true, completely you brand you already are. Now, I'm going to start with this all the way from the very beginning. You've already got the title page and all that stuff, but I think you need to hear the dedication because um, this is actually dedicated to some people who matter a great deal to me, and that's my children. So here's the dedication page for my children, A, C, and J, of whom I am so immensely proud. Thank God you take after your mother, D.P. Knuton. And then you go on and you turn the pages and you can see that there are, what, 257 pages in this bad boy? And whew, I can't believe it. I should believe it. After all, I wrote all these things. But anyway, moving on. I want to go straight to the foreword of the book that was written by a friend of mine that goes way, way back in my career. The foreword was written by Christopher Wilshire, founder and CEO of Egg Strategy in Denver, Colorado. So here we go. 
Forward. DP is that rare breed of marketer who actually cares about the truth. In fact, he astutely knows the truth is really the only thing that stirs the heart and motivates us to action. He has spent his career seeking and finding the blindingly obvious, that rare moment of aha, where we realize the most profound truth has been there all along and we simply didn't see it. In truth, the blindingly obvious is an incredibly rare discovery, but one that can change the course of our lives by its impact and lasting significance. This is the kind of book that changes how you view the rest of your career and how you go about amplifying your value to the wider world. In some ways, this book is about discovering your personal brand, but it's really more of a how-to guide for discovering the personal truths that make you gloriously unique. Thanks for that, Christopher. Seriously, I appreciate that a great deal. Introduction I am not a fiction writer. A long time ago, at the very start of my copywriting career, I worked at a certain ad agency in Atlanta, Georgia. It's not that hard to figure out which one, just look on LinkedIn. But for now, let's maintain the fig leaf of anonymity for a moment. Where I worked is not important. What I learned there is. It all started one ordinary day when I received a creative brief for a print ad. A creative brief is a multi-page document labored over by an earnest, diligent account manager who has worked out the details of a given project with the client. And in general, the creative brief is something frequently ignored by the creatives assigned to the project. I, as the designated copywriter, did exactly that. Ignore the vast majority of the creative brief. But I focused with hawk-like intensity on the copy points it contained. Again, for those fortunate enough never to have cracked the seal on a creative brief, copy points were the rubber-hits-the-road facts, specifications, and messages the client wished to convey via the selected advertising channel. And in this case, the copy points were very terse, shallow, and simple. And entirely unsatisfactory. Write some stuff. That's the only copy point I saw, because it was the only copy point listed. And I was pissed. So I grabbed my copy of the creative brief and marched down the hall to the moron account manager who scribbled the brief to have a conversation about its complete lack of specificity and clarity. The first words out of my mouth were direct and just a little bit salty. Dude, what the bleep is this? That interrogative was immediately followed by the words making up the title of this section of the book. Why? Because when it comes to writing advertising and marketing copy, I have absolutely no problem buffing a turd to a high gloss, but said turd needs to be based on an inalterable foundation, the truth. At the end of the day, everything turned out fine. I did indeed write some stuff. The client signed off on the ad with no great problem or concern, and all were happy, except me. I am not a fiction writer. That's not to say I couldn't write fiction if I wanted, which, thank the stars, you do not have to be exposed to. But if I'm writing ad copy, it's got to have at least a scintilla of truth about it. But this incident really got me thinking, for something like 22 years. If I'm not a fiction writer, what am I? That's a good question, one worth a couple decades of pondering. And so I have. 
What I realized is that I am, in fact, a nonfiction writer. But my internal realization didn't stop there. It began extending itself to the larger topic of branding, eventually leading to the writing of the book you're listening to right now. If I've learned only one thing over the term of my career that I will take to my grave, it is this. Branding is all about simplicity, and simplicity is hard. Ah, but worry not, gentle brander. I'm going to walk you through the thicket of complexity, sharing what little I've learned over the years in such a way that you'll fling this book down when finished and yell, well, that's pretty darn obvious, because that's the way truth works. Initially obscure, then immediately recognizable when illuminated by even the weakest of light sources. That's the way nonfiction writing works, and nonfiction branding does too. This book is my hard-earned philosophy recorded for posterity. Hopefully you'll be able to get something out of it, especially the motivation to put yourself out there, to claim and proudly own what is entirely yours, and to help make our shared world a little bit better place to live. How? By sharing your unique voice and demonstrating exactly who you are, what you do, and how you do it via your completely true, completely you personal brand. D.P. Knuton, January 1st, 2021. Okay, so that's the introduction. And now we get into the meat of the book. The first section is called The Case for Personal Branding. Regardless of age, regardless of position, regardless of the business we happen to be in, all of us need to understand the importance of branding. We are CEOs of our own companies. Me, Inc., to be in business today, our most important job is to be the head marketer for the brand called you. Tom Peters, Fast Company Magazine, August 31st, 1997. Tom Peters' Big Idea As a newly minted associate creative director working in the bowels of a small agency in Denver, Colorado, I was deeply curious about the rapidly growing Wild West convergence of high-tech the still young World Wide Web, or Internet, and what's now known as disruptive entrepreneurship. Starting in the mid-1990s, things were really getting interesting, and two print publications were at the center of the maelstrom, Wired and Fast Company magazines. I can still remember reading the first issue of Wired cover to cover, and understanding maybe every fourth word or so since I was not a business guy or software developer, but I was fascinated by smart stuff then, as I am now, and this stuff was crazy cool. I made a point to grab the circulating copies of both Wired and Fast Company whenever they crossed my desk and devoured them page by page, issue by issue. The August-September 1997 issue of Fast Company featured cover art that was instantly interesting to the creative director and me. The background graphics on the cover were immediately recognizable as an homage to the longtime brand packaging look and feel of Tide Laundry Detergent. But the headline said something else entirely. In bright purplish blue Tide inspired type, it read, The brand called you. You can't move up if you don't stand out. The accompanying article was written by the brilliant business strategist Tom Peters. You can still read the entire thing, and I encourage you to do so at www.fastcompany.com. Just search for the brand called You. 
Tom started something big, really big. In this age of social media influencers where anyone can selfie stick their way to small screen stardom, the idea of personal branding is a huge no-brainer. But back in 1997, it was pretty impertinent to suggest that one should treat themselves as a packaged good using the tried and true branding techniques that had convinced millions of consumers that one version of, let's say, a cigarette was so completely different than another version of the toxic smoke tube. But Mr. Peters had stumbled on something that was at least a decade ahead of its time and well in advance of the internet-based channels that are most effective in presenting, spreading, and growing such personal brands worldwide. The real test of the power of any idea is whether it can exist outside of a specific time, culture, or technology. And this idea clearly can. Back when Mr. Peters wrote this seminal article, social media was in its drooling infancy. Web 2.0 was still two years away conceptually, and a fair amount longer in terms of actual practice, but the personal branding concept was already starting to pay off for some of the earliest of early adopters. Think Seth Godin or Guy Kawasaki. People who are now more well-known and sought after as individuals than for the projects and companies they were associated with back then. Continuing to build and boost their personal brands via blogs, books, podcasts, videos, and live presentations, both men have achieved a level of general awareness, at least in the business and marketing space, formerly reserved for film stars, sports legends, and national politicians. This book would not be here now without Mr. Peters being there then. Ever since reading that Fast Company story in 1997, its conceptual foundation and many implications have been reverberating through my mind, especially since my first brush with real branding was experienced while working on Coca-Cola in Atlanta, Georgia. Mr. Peter's thesis that individuals should be treating and marketing themselves using the same long-proven techniques of packaged goods branding resonated with me deeply. The only thing I really needed to wrap my head around was my deep loathing regarding the negative aspect of advertising. This episode of that the it's all about brand podcast is brought to you by my new book, Nonfiction Brand. That's where the Discover, craft, and communicate the completely true, develop. completely you brand yes, you already are. If you are a cynical now available on Amazon.com. Everything of which the Jay field Bear, is regularly accused is absolutely said, warranted. The book is outstanding. But if you're completely true to the real person you are, and always seek to deliver exactly what your clients need. Being both realistic and you're doing the Lord's work by helping people read, serve their regardless customers, of where you are in your feed own their fan building journey, and better the world. To get your copy, head on over to Amazon.com and application in both old school and, and new media you all forms. The you are nothing more than a toolbox full of incredibly you powerful you tools. Already are in the wrong hands and for the wrong reasons, they can hurt. But when wielded with care and professionalism, they can enable entire communities to prosper. That you should be developing your completely true, completely you personal and small business brand is what this entire book is about. Tom Peters introduced the idea to the world. This is my interpretation of how to bring its many benefits into action for yourself. I hope this book inspires you as much as Mr. Peters' article did me in 1997. And that you don't wait 24 years to do something about it. Why is your picture on the cover? Good question. 
It's a pretty bold decision to put your photo prominently on the front cover of your own self-published book. Some might chalk it up to toxic narcissism or shameless self-promotion, but it's not about that at all. It's about graphically demonstrating what this book is all about. Seriously. At the start of this writing project, I did what any good writer does. Avoided actually writing the thing by procrastinating and working on something else. In this case, it was designing the book cover. Most book projects don't even begin thinking about the cover design until the book is finished, or at least in the final stage of publication. But here's the thing. I truly believe the concept of you gotta see it to be it. And that applies to potential books as well. So yes, the cover of this book was designed and finished well in advance of any of the writing contained within. And that photo of me on the cover is one of its fundamental design features for a reason. Before I tell you what the reason is, it's pretty important that you understand where I'm coming from. The American Midwest. Pretend for a second that you're someone born and bred abroad. There are parts of the United States that are everything you'd expect of the stereotypical American. Loud, more than a little crass, and completely unafraid to trumpet personal success no matter how trivial. Well, the Midwest ain't exactly that. Go back far enough and my people were uniformly Northern European Lutherans. Were they a diner menu item, they'd be oatmeal, served neither sweet nor savory. Definitely good stick-to-the-rib stuff, but not exactly fancy or flashy. But boy, Midwesterners know how to work. They just aren't good at touting their quality and uniqueness. For years, I labored under the mistaken idea that if you did good work, someday someone would recognize and reward you for it. It only took me about four decades to understand one simple truth. More people will take credit for your work than will ever give you credit for it. Sooner or later, most people wake up to this reality, and one of two things happen. One, an exhausted bitterness sets in, as well as a glass half-empty attitude. Two, the self-awareness dawns on you that you don't have to be all me, me, me to take credit and own what is yours to own. Once this truth is absorbed and fully understood, then it all comes down to a question of style. How can you take credit for what is truly yours without seeming to be that toxic narcissist you're rightly afraid of? In this age of self-indulgent social media, it's all too easy to see nothing but insta-narcissist bad examples out there. But if you look closer, you'll see a huge movement of individuals who are out there doing incredible work within their areas of excellence and sharing it freely to the world's online population. And the result is pretty darn powerful. People in the most arcane professions achieve national and even international stature within their fields. Self-demonstrated experts come out of the woodwork and become sought-after speakers, writers, interview guests, and globally recognized hosts based not on what they look like, but on the quality of their conduct and content. Even a self-described high-functioning introvert from the Midwest can put the past behind him in order to create a bright new future, all based on the full truth of who he is, what he does, and how he does it. And that brings us back to the book cover. Why is my picture on the cover? That's why. Taking a page out of my own playbook, I'm purposely stepping out of the shadows and into my own personal brand spotlight. 
It's a black and white proposition too, hence the cover's color palette. You can't partially own your personal brand. You need to own it 100%, 24-7, 365. Does that mean you suddenly have to start oversharing or don a look-at-me wardrobe? No, but it does mean you need to put yourself out there in a meaningful way. And so I did, smack dab on the cover. There was going to be a photo of the author of this book on it somewhere. Why be shy? Put it front and center, exactly where your personal brand should be. All right, so that's the first section of the book. And believe me, there's a lot to go because that's only to page 22 out of 257. So I'm pretty damn proud of this book. And I'm really happy to share it with anybody who might be interested in everything this podcast is about. If you're a longtime listener, you've heard a lot of this before, but now I'm taking it out of audio, out of the air, out of the ether, and I'm putting it on paper where it belongs so that you can have it in book form to have on your desk, to put it on a shelf or share with a friend. So I would really appreciate it if anyone who's gotten this book and liked it, if you'd go to Amazon and write an honest review about the book, because that really helps people decide whether they want to pick it up or not. And better yet, if you're done with it, pass it off to someone else who could use it. This stuff is so important, especially in this age of internet power tools that are available to anyone, wherever you are, and especially coming out of COVID. This is the time where you can take charge of who you are, what you do, and how you do it. Share it with other people and really become the completely true, completely you brand that We've talked about ad nauseum on this podcast. So anyway, I'm going to keep doing this every once in a while. You know, when I have guests scheduled and actually get this stuff done, you'll hear from them. Because as I get closer to that magic mark, episode 156, you know what that represents? Three full years of doing this podcast. Something I never, ever thought I could do or get to. So... I couldn't do it without you because if you weren't listening, I would stop doing it. Thank you so much for helping me get my personal brand out there the best way I know how, which is to demonstrate it. I am literally sharing my voice via this podcast. I'm literally sharing everything I've learned over my career with this podcast and with this book. And I am literally relying on you to be my infection vectors to other people. So Thank you so much for listening to the Nonfiction Brand Podcast. Remember, it comes out every single Monday, whether I have a guest on it or not. And you can find it just about any place you get your fine podcasts for free. So please like, subscribe, refer it to other people. But most of all, can you do me a solid and go review it wherever you get your fine podcasts for free? That truly does help other people find it. That's it for this week on the Nonfiction Brand Podcast. I'll be back next week with, knock on wood, a brand new guest and a brand new episode of the Nonfiction Brand Podcast. Thanks so much for being my friends and keeping me honest by making me put something out on Monday. I hope you enjoyed this episode and also listen for more chapters or sections from the book, Nonfiction Brand, Discover, Craft, and Communicate, the completely true, completely you brand you already are in coming weeks. That's it. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.